0: Hey, Camp Kids, welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp experience or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. In this week's episode, we meet Sean, who went from working at a Jewish summer resident camp in New England and is now a site manager slash executive director at Wesley Woods. Sean has had a plethora of camp experience with organizations such as Campfire, YMCA, 4-H, and faith-based organizations. Sean walks us through his experience transitioning from different positions and from different organizations and how he has helped their organizations thrive. Sean is our first guest to talk about a faith-based camp here on the podcast. So we dive deep into their camp experience and how it's different than other organizations that he's worked for. So without further ado, let's meet Sean. Sean, welcome to the Camp Kids Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us and to share your camp story. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're speaking to us from today.
1: Well, hello, everybody. I'm Sean Gunderson. I am the site director of Camp Wesley Woods at Indianola, Iowa, um, and I'm calling you from camp today, so in Indianola, Iowa.
0: Nice. You said you're the site manager, so you live on site, I'm assuming?
1: I do. Yep, they live right here in a camp-provided house.
0: Nice. That's awesome. For our listeners who aren't familiar with Iowa, what part of Iowa are you in?
1: So I am just south of Des Moines, which is in the central part of the state, probably about 35 minutes south of Des Moines. So about an hour and a half from the Missouri border. So not too too far away from anything.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, not too far away from me in Kansas City. That's awesome. I would love for you to share with us, did you attend any camps when you were younger? If so, for how long, and what kind of organizations?
1: I think part of my camp story that that's pretty unique is I actually never attended camp as a child. I didn't come to find camp until I was a college student, but I hit it hard once I fell in love with camp as a college student. Um, the closest things that I've ever that I ever did in school, like in As a child, um, as I did a leadership academy at Iowa Western Community College, like my junior year high school. But that really, that wasn't even a really a camp experience, but more of a leadership development experience. But other than that, I, I really haven't had any camp experience.
0: Oh, my goodness. I love that. Tell us about your first ever camp experience. How did you get involved?
1: So my degree is in Parks and Rec Management and Administration working with kids and and being outside um and I never thought about camp as an option and so I did the typical route of like oh I'll be you know a naturalist at a state park or maybe I'll put on some dress screens and work at a national park know, oh, that'd be cool um well I did one summer working at a state park and I thought it was absolutely terrible I did not want to do that <laughs> and my advisor college advisor at the time said hey Um, I know a guy that uh, runs a camp in New England. I think that you should really try it out. I think you might like it. I said, well, uh, New England, New Hampshire sounds amazing. Let's go do it. What's better than being away from Iowa um, for an entire summer um, in the mountains on a big lake? So I said yes and um, interviewed and got uh, accepted the job and spent uh, the next five summers out in New Hampshire.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And I, I guess when I think outdoor recreation, immediately my brain goes to camp. I don't think about all the other career fields that are encompassed in that type of major. Where did you go to college, if you don't mind me asking?
1: So I went to Northwest Missouri State University in Maryville, Missouri. Yeah. I'm go go Bearcats. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, so I, you know, part of my degree was, uh, was the. Was the outdoor the outdoor portion of it? Uh, parks and Rec management, but also there's different splits of that to be able to work in, like uh, municipal f- uh, facilities, um, YMCA's, um, recreation gyms, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. Well, I have to tell you, I did my undergrad at UCM, so you oh. were kind of like
1: our biggest rival, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you always beat us at football.
1: <laughs> Well, everyone's allowed to make one mistake in their life. I'm no, just kidding.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I, I went to Missouri State for grad school, so okay. <laughs> I guess we made it up something there, <laughs> maybe. Well, very cool. Well, tell us a little bit more about your camp experience. You said you spent those five summers in at the New England camp. What were some positions that you had? What were some other camps that you attended? How did you get to where you are now?
1: Um. So... That very first summer at camp, uh, so the camp that I went to was called uh, Camp Wanaki. It's a private Jewish boys summer camp um, in New Hampshire. The position I got hired on was an adventure staff. So I was in charge of being, or I wasn't, I wasn't in charge of anything, but I, I helped do um, high ropes course programming. Um, and I also was in charge of archery. Um, I had a, a passion for archery that I still carry today. Um, and, uh, it was really the archery experience that got me hired because I'm afraid of heights. So <laughs> getting on top of a 40 foot zip line was not something that, that I was too excited about, but the, the allure of teaching archery to kids, um, was something that I was really happy about. Um, so I went for archery, um, and then I fell in love with just the camp atmosphere um, just the impact that I that I saw with these kids um, in just one year. And after that first summer, I knew that I wanted to do camping as a profession. And then I've been working towards that ever since.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Uh, so was your adventure staff, this was more of a residential seasonal position or was this a day camp?
1: So this is a residential camp. Um, so in New England camping, a lot of the camps are uh, multi-week with the same kids. So I had the same group of kids for eight weeks um, during the summer. So that first summer, I did a venture program. The second, I came back and managed a group of le- uh, counselors and did adventure programming. That third summer, I ran the whole row of uh, third and fourth graders. Um, and then that was my last summer at, at campus is that running that third and fourth grade unit.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I I have to ask because my current camp job is called adventure staff, but it's for day camp and I had never heard of it before. So I was like, Oh, was this day camp or resident camp? So that's really cool. And I do love that new England model of the kids are there for the whole summer. I just, I don't really see anything else like it, at least not in the Midwest or the West coast. So that's really cool that you have that long to build a relationship with your campers and to really have an accessible program and you can kind of use progression a little bit more so and I'm sure there's cons to it as well (laughs) you know you get kind of tired of the same people over and over but I ideally it's like oh yeah when you see it in the movies you're like oh yeah you go to summer camp for the whole summer
1: I think that's really cool yeah I love I love I love being able to um, build those relationships with those kids. And, you know, several of them came back year after year. So I became like a, a big brother to them, um, worked really closely with them and and watched them grow up, uh, grow up. And now that I'm older and not with their camp, I'm friends with them on social media and, and I'm seeing them go to college. And like, I feel like I've been a part of their lives throughout their entirety of their youth. And then as they go up and grow up into the world. It's just an, a bit amazing experience being able to watch them meet those challenges and, and uh, move forward with their lives.
0: Absolutely. Now, are you of the Jewish faith as well?
1: I am not. No, no, I'm not. So
0: How is I, that working for a faith-based camp?
1: So I think, um, the camp Wanaki, in particular is it, founded on Jewish principles, I think. Um, it's uh, anybody could go to that camp. You didn't have to be um, of Jewish background. So they did some specialty things that were, you know, instead of doing church service on Sunday, they would do it on, on Friday night um, to accommodate the Sabbath for, for, for the Jewish faith. Um, so there really wasn't a whole lot of difference per se in how, um, how we presented. Um, I, uh, I would we would go to church with the the non-Jewish people <laughs> and uh, the uh, Jewish folks would have their their own services Shabbat services um, so they kind of offered two different paths forward for
0: that oh that's really neat that's very inclusive and very encompassing that's that's really wonderful to hear Well, tell us a little bit about your transition out from Camp Wanaki. What were some other facilities that you were located at and some other positions that you've held?
1: So when I uh, left Camp Wanaki, I I came back uh, to Iowa, um, back to where I came from. And I was really looking for something to uh, get my, my feet wet here in Iowa and camping. And of course, there's no uh, long-time residential camps like Lake Wanaki is there. So I found some agency camps that I started working with. So my first agency camp that I worked for was for the Campfire Organization in Des Moines, Iowa, um, where I was in charge of uh, day camps and their before-and-after school program. Um, so a little bit of a of a different model. I've worked with teens and and teen initiatives um, a lot with those day camps, providing opportunities for. Uh, low to middle income families to provide child care, meet some of those childcare needs throughout the summer.
0: Very cool. Where did you host your day camps at?
1: So our day camps were hosted in, um, with a variety of community partners. We worked with recreation centers, parks, uh, parks and Rec. We had a total of four day camps that we were kind of running at one time in the Des Moines Metro. Um, so each site had a different place.
0: Wow. That seems like a lot of organizational skills as to go involved in that if you're managing that many different types of day camps. How was it going from a traditional New England summer resident camp to managing before and after school and day camp programs?
1: Well, it, it was a big transition, um, mostly because of just the availability of money. Being at a New England summer camp, it comes with it, with plenty of money to do whatever we needed to do. And working in an agency organization and um, having to do fundraising and um, filling some of those financial gaps through gifts and donations, um, that was that was a little bit of a challenge at first for me. Um, but uh, I think the impact of camp is great and people see the value in that. So it's an easy sell for somebody to to support our mission and cause.
0: Yeah, there's definitely different challenges for sure, for each. So that's very diverse when when I think of like camp experiences. So yeah, that's that's really cool. But then my
1: heart was, you know, in resident camping. So I stayed with Campfire for um, three years. And then I took a position actually working for the University of Nebraska um, at Lincoln, um, managing the uh, 4-H campsite, Gretna, Nebraska, the Eastern Nebraska 4-H Center. So I know that... Um, you've had some other folks on for Nebraska 4-H. So through staffing changes and restructuring, I ended up managing both of the, the campsites in Nebraska. So the Halsey State 4-H camp and then the Eastern Nebraska 4-H camp um, as the director of camping for uh, Nebraska 4-H.
0: Wow. That's really cool. Where is the Eastern Nebraska 4-H Center?
1: So it's right outside of Gretna, Nebraska, um, which is West Omaha area, West-West okay. Omaha.
0: Yeah. And is the Halsey one then more central Nebraska? Um,
1: so Halsey, Centr- north central Nebraska, okay. about uh, two hours north of Grand Island, Nebraska.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And had you had any previous experience with 4-H
1: before? No, I- no, I did it. I didn't. <laughs> People just trust me <laughs> with their organizations, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what attracted you to joining Nebraska 4-H?
1: I loved the um, idea of of running a resident camp. Nebraska 4-H, in the site that that I took over, um, when I came on board, the last director tragically passed away in a motorcycle accident. I got to come in and try to help heal some of that hurt um, and, and create some direction moving forward to, and include everybody a part of that. So it was a big transition. It was a tough transition, as you can imagine. People that had a a camp director and a friend that they really trusted, and then a new guy coming in and and trying to support them through those those emotions and feelings. It was a challenge, um, and um, we did. We were able to work through it, and and we were able to do some positive things. So, this, so over the five years that I worked at Nebraska 4-H, we saw some big progress and camper numbers and um, just growing our, our mission and, and reaching more people and sharing. you know, one of Nebraska 4H or one of 4h's main mottos is to make the best better. And we took that very seriously and we tried our best every day to make the best better. And unfortunately COVID had a, had a play and in, in a play in, in closing of a facility. And then just recently, and la- a year ago today, actually, um, the state 4-H camp in Halsey burnt down in the forest fire.
0: I was going to ask about that. Oh, my goodness. That's absolutely tragic. So if I understood you correctly, both of those centers are no longer in operation right
1: now. Yeah, you're correct. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's, it, it's a sting. It really is a sting. We... Um, the program was going growing so much, and COVID threw that wrench in there and took them both out. And well, the forest fire took the, the Halsey Center out. but now there's no 4H camp centers in, in Nebraska.
0: It's my understanding there's no 4H in Iowa either.
1: Yeah, there's not their facility closed as well.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. That's just, I mean, and I don't have a lot of ties to the 4-H organization only really through this podcast have I been able to meet people that talk about 4-H, but it seems to me like there is a very, still a very big need for camps, whether they're day camps or resident camps in the 4-H organization. So I, gosh, I hope that over the next 10, 15 years, we're able to Give these youth some opportunities through those organizations to get outside and get to camping.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just tragic to think about that. They, you know, I think 4-H, at least in Iowa and Nebraska, they've went away from the traditional camping model um, and instead trying some. You know, the the closure of the Halsey Center because of the fire, they were able to go out and do camp on the road. So they still got the camp experience this last summer. It was, it was just, it just looked a lot different than what it had in the past.
0: I, I absolutely get it, but I'm glad that they're still offering those,
1: those programs. That's really wonderful.
0: Will you tell us about maybe your transition then after Nebraska 4-H?
1: Yeah. So, um, after Nebraska 4-H, I, um, I was lucky enough to be able to stay home a little bit. Um, my, uh, son was young and, um, we were, I got to spend a lot of time with him like a a year and a half, um, just hanging out being dad and, um, doing all the fun things, which was so cool. Like I, it was, it was really tough, but I still, (laughs) I wouldn't give it back. Um, it was, it was such an amazing time to be able to put all that effort and time into my son. And, um, later my daughter came along. So we had two little ones. Um, that I got to work with uh, and stay home with for for just a short amount of time, um, but then after after that whole thing was over, um, and I we decided to go back to work. I um, started working for the YMCA in uh, Boone, so the YMCA of Greater Des Moines um, at the Y Camp in Boone um, as their senior pro- uh, their senior director of summer camp and. Uh, family camps.
0: Then tell us a little bit about your most recent transition and your current facility now.
1: So I'm currently at um, Camp Wesley Woods in Indianola, Iowa. Um, It is a uh, Christian uh, camp um, through the Methodist organization here in Iowa. Um, It is a Christ-centered program uh, where we focus on not only the traditional summer camp skills that you get, all the fun things that you do at summer camp, but also faith formation and, um, providing kids opportunities to grow closer with God. Um, and you know, we have a robust horse, pro- horse program here. Um, we have, um, all the traditional camp things, both, uh, canoeing, fishing, um, archery, uh, high ropes course, zip line, you name it, we probably have it here. So do a little bit of everything.
0: Wow, that's really cool. And you said that this is a resident camp?
1: We have 10 weeks of overnight camp here um, and week-long sessions. Um, And then this next year, we're actually going to be venturing out and and doing um, a day camp program as well. So uh, running simultaneously with our overnight camp to uh, allow, you know, in our area, we have a big child care deficit that we're trying to meet some of those needs to provide people with high quality childcare options for their kids.
0: I know that my family's Methodist church in Missouri does a traveling day camp. So they'll hire their camp staff and then they'll stay overnight, like at different
1: churches and host camp there. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that the kind of model that you guys are looking at doing too?
1: No. So th- we'll, ha- we'll host a nature based day camp right here on site at camp oh. Wesley. Wood. They'll get the traditional camp experience just being able to go home at night. It's going to be a, a pretty cool opportunity for kids to be able to, Come to camp um, and be able to go home at night because there's been a lot of through since COVID, a lot of kids have, I've we've noticed um, feel a little bit anxious about being away from home. Parents feel anxious about letting their kids go somewhere, um, so we just wanted to provide another option to them, and we thought day camp would be a good option for them to get them comfortable, um, and hopefully they'll be able to come to our overnight programs.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, you'll kind of be hosting. Dual camps, then kind of going on at the same time. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. That's awesome. Well, I wanted to ask too. You mentioned that you've got a son and daughter. Is your spouse also involved in camp?
1: Yeah, so um, my wife Chelsea, she uh, she's a teacher by trade, um, so and she's actually staying home with our children right now. So she's at camp all the time as well. Um, she doesn't have an official capacity here at camp. Um, but she uh, is very much involved. Um, some of her favorite things to do at camp are le- doing the camp store. Um, she loves merchandising and like getting things looking nice in our store. Um, and just being a resource and, uh, for me uh, to help me get through some of the tough days, shoulder to, to lean on, sometimes my, my better thoughts. <laughs> she helps me process and, and work through tough things for worse or for better. Exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we love living on site. It's, uh, you know, what better place is it to have kids be able to grow up uh, and, and except on a summer camp. Um, I just love the opportunities that they're able to get just because they're here. They're like little rock stars when they go out on camp and people, all people, staff, campers, everybody's like, Hey, Hey, you like, they're just, they're known and they're loved. And, um, I just love that, they, that, they're able to grow up in an environment like that.
0: Absolutely. So what are some of the jobs and duties? Cause I believe you're probably my first site manager that I've had a chance to interview for the camp kids podcast. What are some of the things that you overlook and see and attend to in your new
1: role? Yeah. So my role is, um, so it's called the site manager, but really it's an executive director um, position. So I oversee the entirety of our summer camp or our entire camp facility here um, at Camp Wesley Woods and everything that happens here on site. So everything from the program, how that works, the horses, the maintenance, the housekeeping, uh, the food service, the the facilities and grounds, you name it. I have a part in all of that um, as, as well as my, my wonderful staff that I have here.
0: It sounds like you have more really of an administrative role
1: instead of
0: necessarily just like a, like a facilities role. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Ah. So I, I oversee a lot of different, I wear a lot of different hats. So I do get down. I am able to get down and do some of the fun things that the staff are doing but I also can I manage the budget and and keep us on track and create vision um, and move us towards a vision
0: Wow that's that's pretty amazing
1: that's wonderful
0: <laughs> It sounds like a very big promotion too so that's wonderful congratulations thank you I would love to hear about some of the similarities and differences though along your camp journey it's you have such a diverse, amount of camp experience with many different organizations. I would love to hear really the transition between the campfire organization and 4-H and YMCA and going in and out of faith-based camps.
1: I can say that every camp that I've been a part of, I've, I've learned something. I was able to take something away, whether that was getting my understanding of what camp is through some of my first experience working in in New England or starting out as campfire and and learning about day camp programs and being able to share day camp across all of the other um, organizations that I've been a part of since. We're working in uh, Nebraska, being able to uh, manage sites, two sites in different locations, five hours apart, effectively, and being able to manage staff that are at that distance as well at uh the ymca the the y is a is one of the biggest organizations that i've worked for and this camp is is a large uh a large ymca camp it's one of the biggest in iowa so being able to take what i've known and then put that at size and and grow it from what i thought was a big size before to be like okay now i can serve 400 kids per week because i've done it it's proven um so i'm able to to take all those type of experience and and be able to shape the direction on how i want to move wesley woods forward into the future being able to take all of those management practices and principles and put them into action here create new growth so more kids can have that camp experience i love that the diversity of of my experience has given me just so many opportunities to challenge me and put, put me on a path to learn something new, um, every time that's always been helpful as I continue my camp journey, uh, being able to continue to grow and focus on becoming the, the same adage as before to make the best better. And I've really embodied that in my life. And, and, and I, uh, try to continue that, um, that adage as I go into, Uh, my new roles here at Wesley Woods, but any role that I've worked at um, since then.
0: Wow, that was so beautifully put. Thank you for answering that. Oh, and so inspiring that you're still carrying on the Making the Best Better movement for your current organization. Now, I will have to say, you are also the first faith-based camp that I've had on the Camp Kids podcast. So I would love to hear kind of, maybe what sets either just Camp Wesley Woods or just faith-based camps in general, apart from like your traditional campfire or scouts or 4-H organization?
1: Yeah, there are so many similarities. Um, It's really not that much difference as far as what program. The difference in in, um, the way that we deliver our programs, though, is we connect it back to uh, our organization is a Methodist-based organization. Um, But we really serve a wide variety of Christians, um, not just in the Methodist faith. In our organization, CAMPS is one of the primary uh, youth development, faith development modes that they employ to help kids know Jesus. Um, They have an opportunity to really foster faith formation while they're here. It's our job to, to, they come to camp and we get them on fire for Jesus and then they go back to their home churches and then those pastors and people in, in their home church have an opportunity to take that fire that they developed here and really flame it into, to really flame it into a faith connection where they're able to grow closer in relationship with with God.
0: That's wonderful. I love that you guys are able to have that mission. Are there services or are there Bible studies or things that you all offer During like a traditional resident camp program as well?
1: In addition to all the fun stuff we do at camp, all the activities and skills, we do have Bible studies. Um, So we have, uh, we usually follow a Bible um, curriculum um, that we work and develop. It is very gospel oriented. So teaching kids about Jesus. Through that, we offer chapel services where um, we have guest preachers um, come in and, uh, do some some services fun think of a, of a concert that's the type of like atmosphere that we have like where it's like screaming and like we're getting excited to be there and then we bring it down and we have the have the message as you would at church the goal is, is to connect them to jesus and uh, then from there when they go out into the world they can be disciples of christ
0: wow very cool is there any additional staff things that are for there too, or is it pretty much staff and campers all included in that as well?
1: Yeah, our staff and our, and all of our campers do usually do the all of this uh, all this programming. So our staff, um, we have uh, about forty seasonal staff that lead a lot of these activities. So they lead the Bible study, they lead the some of the, the fun songs and skits and things that you'd come to know at a campfire. And then uh, we hand it over to our guest preachers to be able to teach and do a more in-depth dive into the Christianity aspect of camp.
0: Okay. That's awesome. And do you have someone that like lives on site that's in charge of that? Or is that, I guess you said more of a guest kind of
1: preacher role? We work with local Methodist churches, and they're able to volunteer uh, to come down and, and lead um, experiences for us. Um, it's been a really great connecting, connection piece between camp and the rest of what we call the conference of the United Methodist Church. Since we are a Methodist entity, we tend to get a lot of uh, pastors that are in the Methodist Church and have them come out and uh, lead those messages.
0: Very cool. I love that. Well, since you are kind of tied with a lot of the Methodist churches in the area, do you offer programming outside of the summer season as well?
1: So we do not currently offer any retreats and uh, conferences for...
0: I would love to hear about maybe some people along your camp journey that have inspired you to get to where you are now. And how did they do that?
1: When I think about... The people that have really inspired me to be in camp. Um, there's two names that immediately like pop into my head. The first is Bart Sobel. Bart Sobel was uh, the director and owner of Camp Wanaki, um, and the second is uh, Jeff Friedman, um, who was the camp director at Camp Wanaki. The, the impact that that both of those men had on my life. Um, it is really untold. They put me on a path to where I am today. Indirectly or, or directly, um, the experiences that I had as a 22-year-old summer staffer in New England changed my life, and I couldn't imagine anything better than than working in camp. Uh, the opportunity to have transformational experiences, give transformational experiences to campers, I knew after that first summer that I wanted to do this with the rest of my life. If I could have myself have this much growth and, and journey in just one summer as a, as an adult, how much, how much growth and experience can these young people have over multiple summers? And then that impact really is what has driven me since then. Um, so I'm I'm really thankful for the opportunities that both of those men gave me to be able to get my start here in camping.
0: Wow, that's so inspiring. I love that. And you're, you're right. I mean, staff members, seasonal staff members also go through a very large personal transformation. I know every time I even have a sessional camp experience, I feel like I've grown so much as a human afterwards mm-hmm. as well. So I'm really glad that you hit on that. I am curious to know, did you ever acquire a camp name throughout any of your camp experiences?
1: <laughs> I did. You know, mine's not very original, though. I, uh, so Camp Warnocky is also a sports camp. So, you know, my, Frito, um, who it was Jeff Friedman, uh, who I just talked about, he uh, liked to have a have a game to try to remember everybody's name. And we had a large staff, like 150 staff to give people nicknames so he can remember who they were. And since my last name's Gunderson, I got Gundo. So <laughs> it, it it makes sense. So it's <laughs> practical and it's easy.
0: I love that. Now, do you guys currently utilize camp names at your current facility?
1: We do not.
0: Yeah, I figured as much. It's, it tends to be Pretty heavily in the scouts and stuff. So,
1: but I always have we to ask. Did, when I was in uh, Nebraska at 4 H, we did have camp names, and that was something that we started when I started working there. So, we then I believe they still do it today.
0: Very cool. I would love to hear a little bit about the structure of your leadership philosophy. What is important to you when you're looking at promoting a camp leader or hiring? a seasonal staff person to see if they've got the leadership skills you're looking
1: for. Whenever I uh, consider people for opportunities in their future, I always like to look at some of the things that they've done in the past. The Their past performance indicates how they might act in the future, right? So I love to see people that are really open to ideas. They're ambitious. They will give anything a try. Um, and really the only limit is the only limit would be that I didn't try enough options to make it work. <laughs> I love somebody that's very ambitious in that way. And being able to these things is that when a camp leader comes in, they have an opportunity to really, put it all out there without fear of, of failing. Um, I encourage failure. I want them to fail. If you're not failing, you're not trying. And I just love that to give them the freedom and the opportunity to do things that they wouldn't have ever tried um, without give, them giving the freedom to do that. And I love being able to see them try new things and succeed, and then go back and look at that. How do I make it better now? Like, this was awesome. We did it so well. These are the things that we can come back to through our evaluation process and to make it even better than it was. Um, and just that continuous improvement cycle of being able to amazing things every time. Every opportunity that you have at camp is an opportunity for you to grow as a camp professional. And that's a, a statement that I take personally and I try to do, but I also want my staff to, to take that, that path as well. When you're not growing, you, you don't have the
0: you're just stagnant if you're not growing.
1: Yeah, you're stagnant if you're not growing. And I really want um, them to be mindful of, of their abilities and, and continuing to reach and talk to new people and see what other camps are doing and, and be innovative in their process and uh, just try something new. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely. Speaking of leadership, do you offer any camper leadership? And if so, what kind of programs and things do you offer for your campers to get some of those skills as well?
1: So we have a really strong um, camper leadership program here at Camp Wesley Woods um, through a leaders in training program. Um, so our we call all of our camp staff um, leaders instead of camp counselors. Okay. They're a leader in training. Um, they get an opportunity to um, learn some of those leader skills, so working with youth and providing some. Uh, guide they're guided in their abilities to get some of those counselor skills so they're like learning to work with kids how to manage homesickness how to work programming and kind of how to manage all of that at one time so it's a really strong program that we have um, we have uh, 20 kids a summer that go through that and many of them end up working um, on our staff in the following year
0: and I love that you use the word leader instead of camp counselor I think leader is more powerful than counselor when I think about my camp experience never did I think that I would blank
1: when I think about my camp experience I would have never thought that I would be given the keys to a one and a half million dollar budget <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm responsible for that, and then that's crazy to me. Um, I think it, it's a huge responsibility being able to not only manage money, but, you know, the impact that that money has. It's not about the dollars. It's about what the dollars do. And um, it's my responsibility to make sure that those dollars are put into good use. And what um, of the immense honor and responsibility.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And I know that you will definitely put those dollars to very good use. You'll start to see a lot of return on investment very soon. I know it's just been a few months, but I, I can't wait to hear about your, the next summer and how you're going to be able to build off of what you've already laid for the foundation of everything. So it's very exciting, very exciting times for sure. Well, I want to kind of move into my final fun campy questions here. My first one is, "What is your favorite camp song?"
1: Um, it's calamine lotion. Um, which one? It is. Well, oh, I I don't know if it, I don't know which one. <laughs> 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 it just goes calamine, calamine, calamine lotion. Oh no! Oh no! Not the lotion.
0: Okay. Yeah. Itchy,
1: itchy, scratchy, scratchy. Got one on my backyacky. Quick at the bugs free, I think it went that way.
0: I love that. That's so fun. That's my. That's one of my favorite ones too. There's another version that I know that to the tune of "My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean." My mm. body is covered in lotion or something <laughs> like that. So I was like, "I'm like, which one?" <laughs> I
1: that's my favorite shout song, but I if I had to pick a slower, folky song, it'd be "Passing On."
0: Oh such a good one uh we sang a lot of faith-based songs at my girl scout camp growing up whether we should have or not we did (laughs) and uh pass it on was one of them so (laughs) i love that that's a good one
1: i think that and and you have to have it at the first night of camp yes i'm a big proponent of carb loading the first night and that helps campers sleep better Um, besides who doesn't like spaghetti
0: Ooh, I would have never thought of it like that, though, like load them up on carbs so that they can sleep. That's uh, because the first night, you know, you're a lot of them, you know, may not have like slept outdoors in a long time or whatever, or I guess I don't know what your facilities are like or anything like that. But yeah, the first night's always rough because it's a different bed. Yeah. Mm. Give them some carbs to sleep. That's brilliant. (laughs) I love that. My next question for you is, what is your favorite camp tradition?
1: I really love campfires. And uh, at Y Camp, we um, had a opening campfire called Embers um, that I just really loved. Uh, The camaraderie of being able to bring all these excited children together and get them all moving forward in one direction was just magical and the the energy and the moments of, of build through that program was very it was it was really important to how I viewed programs seeing them as a production versus just a an event
0: yeah absolutely and I'm assuming you guys utilize campfires still like as a all camp in your current
1: facility yeah yep
0: now, are you at a capacity where you're able to attend those things still or
1: I do. I get to do all of that fun stuff. Oh still, good. So. I would never miss any of that. I would tell you that if I would make time. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so wonderful to hear. I I just know a lot of camp administrators oftentimes have to give some of those things up. So it's always good to hear when you're able to have the keys to that kind of budget and still able to go out to a campfire and Mm -hmm. get those good campy feels. That's wonderful. What is your favorite program area?
1: I I love archery. Yeah. That's what got me into camping. I just love being able to teach kids uh, a hard skill. Archery comes back consistently as one of the highest scored Um, on evaluations and that's across all of the camps that I've worked at because of their ability to learn a skill and see see results immediately um, through practice and I think that that's really important in their skill building
0: yeah in my current facility we offer a lot of types of different shooting sports and shooting things so it's the range has always been one of my favorites for sure well I ask all my guests who should I interview on the podcast next
1: Oh, I would definitely recommend David Sherry um, would be a great option for you. Um, Dave uh, worked um, at the YMCA for a long time, but now he does camp consulting um, and he would be an excellent person for your podcast.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything exciting that's happening in your life or at Wesley Woods that you would like to promote to our listeners?
1: So the next big thing here at Camp Wesley Woods is our fall festival, which is coming up on October 14th from one to four here at Camp Wesley Woods in Indianola. It's a free family event where um, we have things such as uh, our ponies out here. So get a picture with a pony. Uh, we have a pumpkin patch and hay, hay ride. they will take you down to the, the pumpkin patch area. You get to pick a pumpkin and bring it back. They have giant inflatables, face painting, basketball, volleyball, um, all sorts of different games and activity. And that's a free, fun event.
0: That's exciting. I love it that you guys do. You're able to kind of dip into the fall themed programming and keep it kind of going year round. That's wonderful. Well, do you, are you currently hiring for any staff or any um, seasonal staff? If not, when, if people are interested, when should people start looking to apply?
1: So we are currently hiring a full-time position, a guest experience manager for uh, group rentals and day camp. Um, And uh, that application is currently open um, and we're looking to hire that here pretty soon. Um, But our seasonal staff application should be opening up. Um, here in the next few weeks, um, and you can go to our website, uh, Wesleywoodsiowa.org.
0: Wow, that's fast. That's wonderful. You guys are able to get even your seasonal applications out so quickly. That's, ooh, that's so great. I will make sure to link that in the show notes so that people, if they are interested, are able to click on it and just get right to it if that's something that they're interested in. Well, if people have questions for you, how can they go about contacting you?
1: Uh, Please email me uh, my uh, email address. Uh, I'm sure that you'll post it, but Sean.Gunderson at WesleyWoodsIowa.org.
0: Yes, I will absolutely put that in the show notes as well so that people can ask you any questions that they may have for you. Well, Sean, it has been absolutely wonderful to get to know you and hear about your camp experience. That was all the questions that I have for you. Was there anything else that you would like to share with us while you're on the Camp Kids podcast?
1: Just thanks for the opportunity to to speak to your listeners. And it's been a real pleasure being a part of of your your podcast today.
0: All right, Camp Kids, that was Sean. Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and to check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also a part of the camp community. Please leave us a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, so that others can also find our podcast. Next week, we'll have another interview with another friend from the Camp Kids podcast community. That's all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.